Well, good morning, guys, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Kelly S. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Today's Thursday, December 14th, 2023. This is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Vision for You meeting. Today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are on the forward to the second edition, page XX. We're reading that fourth last paragraph to the end of the paragraph, whatever, forward. At present, our membership, going through one paragraph ending, join us on the high road to new freedom. We're reading and commenting on only one paragraph this morning. Today's readers are Martha Z, reading the text, Mara Z, reading page 164, and Penny C is our backup reader. Newcomer reader is Reva P. And our second hour host is Eileen M. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, December 13, 2023, uh, 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 20,935, which is 20,935. And then the 10 a.m. Eastern Time is 20,936, or 20936. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to compulsive overeaters who still suffer, end quote. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now have Penny C. read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, Penny. Good morning, everybody. This is Penny C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us 
and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you, Penny, for stepping up for that. And uh, Mara Z is going to step up and do 12 traditions. Good morning, Mara. Good morning, Kelly. Mara Z, recovered in Virginia, 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I pass. Thank you so much, Maura. Okay, so here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we do ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, you'll press star one to unmute. Then once you're done sharing, you let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. To have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're finishing up the forward to the second edition, which we're starting at page XX, fourth bottom paragraph that says, at present, our membership. Finishing off that forward, um, reading through that paragraph ending with, join us on the high road to a new freedom. And we're reading and commenting on just that one paragraph. And this morning, Martha Z is going to get us started. Good morning, Martha. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you for your loyal service. This is Martha C., uh, Recovered Compulsive Overeater by the Grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. At present, our membership is pyramiding at the rate of about 20% a year. 
so far upon the total problem of, of several million actual and potential alcoholics in the world, we've made only a scratch. In all probability, we shall never be able to touch more than a fair fraction of the alcohol problem in all its ramifications. Upon therapy for the alcoholic himself, we surely have no monopoly. Yet, it is our great hope that all those who have, who have as yet found no answer may begin to find one in the pages of this book and will presently join us on the high road to a new freedom. Good morning, my friends in recovery. Wow, um, really grateful to do this last paragraph here. I'm so overwhelmed by the humility that they have as they write this. They talk about making only a scratch and never being able to touch more than a fair fraction. And then they say, upon therapy, we have no monopoly. And I was just thinking about how I can relate that to my personal humility. And that is, like, I know that I can't help everyone. Um, I, it, like step 12, it says, we tried to carry the message. I um, am not responsible for the outcome. But I kind of look at it as making a, a difference in my small corner of the world. So if I, so starting with my faith in a God that um, I believe that, what, no matter what happens, he's going to help me with it. And to um, show that I have a design for living that works in rough going. And in the person I'm trying to help, I'm trying to put their hand into the hand of their higher power. But then they can pass it on to their next person. So then it says, it's our great hope that those who have yet found no answer may begin to find one in the pages of this book. And when I was first in the program, I, I knew that the steps were important. I, I really didn't understand why. I, I didn't understand the problem, and I definitely didn't understand the solution. Um, so I would say that there was probably no one who tried harder to work steps 2 through 12 without being stably abstinent. And um, so about 13 years ago, I started um, doing a big book study, and it helped me so much not only to understand that in order to, for my, that I have a physical allergy and that I need to be um, cleanly abstinent to deal with that, but that the, the uh, mental obsession that I need the steps, and that, that helps with that. And um, step 10 has been so key for me in terms of just helping me to, to really get in touch with it just helps ease the resentment. It takes the charge off the resentment and helps with the fear when I can see where I am with that. And then the last part will presently join us in the high road to a new freedom. And I talked about my freedoms. I'm so happy to be free from the bondage of food and not be fighting food and weight, but free from the bondage itself as well. And we talk about being happy, joyous, and free. And so grateful for recovery and um, especially to be with all of you. Thanks for letting me share. Perfect timing. Okay. So, what the heck? Where am I? Okay. Um, 
We are now going to open up, sorry, <laughs> we're not going to open up the meeting for sharing. Although we do value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others may share their experience too. So if you share Tuesday or Wednesday on any other vision meeting, please allow others the opportunity to share today. Please keep your share to three minutes to allow time for as many people as possible. I'll remind you um, when the time is up. Uh, so finish your sentence, please. Please give me your first name, initial of your last name, and where you're calling from. Who wants to share? Katie G. Rachel from Boston. K. Rachel K. K. Rachel K. Leah S. Leah S. Melissa K. Did you have Melissa? Tina S. Florida. Melissa. Tina. I have Katie, Rachel, Leah, Melissa, and Carolyn SH. Carolyn SH. Fran R, California. Fran, Fran R. Anybody else? Well, this seems like a good lineup, so. Let's get started with that. We're going to start with Katie G, followed by Rachel K. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Kelly. Thanks for taking the meeting. This is Katie G, and I'm a recovered compulsive eater in Boston. I also suffered from anorexia and bulimia. Um, one of the things that I love is that it points me to the final answer. Right? For a long time for me, I thought that the pages of this book were my answer. What I mean by is that like the pages of this book were what I worshipped. Um, I didn't, I mean, I saw them as directions, but I thought that if I just studied them hard enough and understood the idiosyncrasies of every single sentence and could answer them backwards and forwards, that somehow like I would be recovered enough, right? Like if I understood everything, then I would be enough, right? But this is saying that it is the pages of this book that give me the answer, right? And what is the answer? The answer is a relationship with God. Like we've been talking about diversity of the fellowship. That's because for me, God wants me to treat his kids with love, tolerance, acceptance. And I don't know how to do that. You know, I know how to put others, I know how to put others last and me first. But I've had a psychic change. The other thing that I love is um, a fellow taught me a long time ago what recovered means. It means that just for today, I'm a compulsive eater, I'm an anorexic, I'm a bulimic and restrictor, but today, if I do the work, if I do the work, I do not suffer from compulsive overeating. You know, and also, like, the reason I know that the answer is God is because Bill and the guys that wrote this book, they were reading a different big book, a bigger big book. They were studying a bigger big book, right, that told them that the answer was God, that brought them to an answer that is God. And then lovingly, they transcribed this. And so I'm just so grateful that I can, this reminds me of what we read at the end, the road of happy destiny, that we get to have this new freedom and this new hope. So if you're new and you have no idea what's going on, just keep coming. Like if you're in relapse and you don't think you can get this, guess what? God does not make too harsh terms with those who honestly seek. And how do I seek? I put the food down. I put the restricting down. I stop getting on the scale, right? 
And then I work the steps and I work them diligently and fearlessly because that's, that's what I had to do, right? I had to face and be rid of the things that were blocking me. And what blocks me? Me. All I think about all day, me, 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 me. And I'm going to tell you what, as a recovered woman today, I do the same thing. But today the difference is I know that that's a problem. And I turn my thoughts to helping others, right? God's like, boom, Katie, you're thinking to yourself, turn yourself over harder to helping others. So I'm just so grateful to know the problem and to know the solution is God. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Katie. All right, next up, Rachel Kay, followed by Leah F. Good morning, Rachel. Thank you, Kelly. Hi, this is Rachel Kay, Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Indiana. And um, this paragraph reminds me that, like, this is an ongoing process. Um, It talks about, first it talks about it's an ongoing process to carry the message that we're only scratching the surface. You know, there's millions, it talks about there being millions and millions of alcoholics, and I would wager to guess, although I have no statistical data, that there's millions and millions of compulsive overeaters. So, we can only scratch the surface. Does that mean that we shouldn't try? Um, no, it's just that our work is never done. And it reminds me too, because it talks about we'll begin to find a solution. It doesn't say we'll find a solution in this book. It says we'll begin to find a solution, which means that like my work is never done, um, which is kind of good news because I don't know about you guys, but I have a to-do list <laughs> for my life which never seems to get everything checked off. I am always, I always feel like I'm, I'm behind or I'm never going to get caught up. And, you know, I don't know if I'm reading into, too much into this, but it, it just, it sort of comforted me that this is just a beginning, that I'm always on the road. It talks about being on the road. Well, join us on the road. Not, you know, this isn't a place, this is a road. This isn't a my recovery isn't like a destination where I get here and I'm like, cool, you know, glad, glad, glad everybody else got here. You know, come on and join us to the road to here. We're all on the road. Even if I'm recovered, I'm still on this road. I'm still walking. It's just, you know, I, I keep on walking and I keep on learning. Um, so anyway, um, thanks for letting me share. Thanks to everybody who's doing service uh, to keep this meeting going on the road. My Thank you so much, Rachel Kay. Next up, Leah S., followed by Melissa C. Good morning, Leah. Hello. Uh, Am I being heard? Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, everyone. Good morning, everyone. And my name is Leah S. I'm recovered, grateful in Brooklyn, New York. So um, there's one, there's always something that really uh, catches the attention of everyone, and that's the word freedom. Uh, uh, sometimes you read something, but when you see the word free, you, oh, yeah, I got your attention, you know. So um, what is free? What is really free? Can can I be free of this obsession and these cravings that I have? that are absolutely unbelievable. And yet they're saying every one of us is eligible. Everyone is, can just join. And me being perfectionist and always trying to do things perfect, they're telling me, they're telling me in the, all this humility, whoever wrote this, that, uh, wow, wow, um, we're, we don't have the answers 
but we have the way to the answers. We have, and that's all you have to do. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to do anything perfect. All you have to do is try and have to have the desire. And um, that's all they're saying. But this book is so smart. This book is, is written with divine intervention seriously because it it just unbelievable um how i always find something new that i can that i that I, all of a sudden just opens up my mind and says okay okay whatever you don't know whatever life brings you it's just life all i got to do is keep true to myself and to my god and i'll be fine whatever it is And with that, I will pass. Thank you, Leah. Next up, Melissa C., followed by Tina S. Good morning, Melissa. Yes, good morning, Kelly. Thanks so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York. You know, I I think about this idea that we're only scratching the surface. That's not really... um, it's not really hard for me to wrap my head around because I see a lot who I believe, right, just based on my my observations, right, I believe are suffering from the same illness. And, you know, like right now we're in the height of this holiday season where, you know, I know for myself there would be no way that I would be even making an attempt to do anything about what this problem is. And so I'm at, like, a lot of galleries. I don't get, like, a you know, a party after school for the staff um, with a lot of food and a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of people, I believe, who have them. And, you know, um, and they'll be talking, you know, in a, in a couple of weeks when we return, right, after Christmas vacation, everybody's going to be talking about the new thing that they're trying. And Eric tells me, you know, the monopoly. Like, I, all I know is those things never work. And um, because those things, those other solutions, which for me will always die, and seem quickly lost, you know, plans, workout regimes, none of that worked for me. None of that gave me what the flag says instead, freedom. Like, none of those things gave me freedom. All of those things tried to teach me how to get a stronger cage. And what sold me on this solution, and this is what I think, you know, we have to offer, or the pages of this book have to offer, is that I'm not in bondage to diets or schemes or plans or anything anymore. I'm not even in bondage to my food plan and my abstinence. I have, I do it with absolute joy and freedom. And I don't understand how, you know, 12 steps, which the directions are in this book, led me to the point where I actually experience freedom around my food so that if I have a really difficult day, had a really hard day yesterday, um, I have a process by which I live, and food never enters into my mind as a solution for my life's problems today. And that's what this book has to offer. And I think, you know, that, although I have no monopoly on weight loss, I've got no monopoly on, on diet, exercise, any of that, and what I do know is that we've got to set directions of this. Thank you, Melissa C. Next up, Tina S. followed by Carolyn S. H. Hey, Tina. Good morning. 
Thanks so much, Kelly. Tina S., Recovered Compulsive Eater, anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a great meeting. A lot of great shares. Uh, you know, again, I don't know how much I can add, but, you know, what I love about this is it talks about the percentages back in the day. You know, um, their membership is about 20% a year. Um, you know, and today, Alcoholics Anonymous, Overeaters Anonymous is mostly around the world, and our percent, our percentages are so much smaller, you know, and uh, people come and, you know, because people are, you know, court-ordered, whatever, to come to, to meetings, and they don't, they don't come here because they really want the deal. They don't come here because they want to do the work, you know, they come here because somebody's telling them to come here, so our percentages, again, are, are very small, but what, what I love about this is it talks about, you know, it's our great hope you know, that those who have not found the answer can find one here, you know, and I love that it was just shared about the, we don't have a monopoly, for sure we don't, but we have a responsibility, you know, for anybody to carry this message, you know, for those who are like me, you know, if whatever you're trying out there does not work, please try this, please give it a shot, you know, please take the action to do the deal and get the result, you know, and, and, and I also, it's already been shared, you know, but, and that, they want to want you all to presently join us on the high road to a new freedom. You know, I thought it was free before when I was on a diet and lost some weight. There's freedom, but this is a new freedom, one day at a time, that I am free. You know, from the, from the compulsion, the obsession, from the crazy craziness in my head, that I can live without thinking about drinking drugs, food, sex, shopping, you know, because it was already said those are not the answers. The answer is a relationship with a power greater than myself that lets me do this deal one day at a time and be free so that I can help others the same experience. And with that, I'll pass. Great stuff. Thank you, Tina. Next up is Carolyn S.H. followed by Fran R. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning, Kelly. Uh, good morning, Vision family. Carolyn S.H. calling in from Massachusetts. Um, I'm trying to start my timer. Uh, um, so I um, want to focus on uh, two little phrases here. One is um, the therapy, events therapy for the alcoholic himself um, and the new freedom. Uh, and like I too was struck by the the new freedom, and I believe that's the exact same phrase that appears in our uh, in our promises. We will know a new freedom um, and new meaning, um, unfamiliar, um, strange, um, having not occurred before, different or better. Um, and it, it's a whole new world, right? And that so the I looked at the word therapy, um, treatment of a disease or disorder, um, a curative power or quality, psychotherapy. But then um, one that really struck me was any act, hobby, task, or program that relieves tension. Um, and I do, I, that really struck me. Yesterday I was on a call um, with a fellow and I was um, utilizing our wonderful process of, of the 10 step, which which is really um, steps, like a, a microcosm of steps four through nine, um, which is, is uh, I have just found an amazing way of 
um, kind of recalibrating when I get back in my old habits or back, you know, like currently in my, <laughs> my current habits of um, trying to manage life. Um, that it, it, it's a way of relieving tension. It's, we have this amazing process um, called the, the all 12 steps of um, finding higher power. I have this, I have actual very clear instructions that I can do day to day to, to apply this therapy um, to take away the effects of the condition that I have um, and, and therefore find a new freedom, a freedom that I wouldn't know otherwise. Uh, and I I did the ten step with with this fellow and um, and she had expressed there was something bothering her and we talked about it and I think I have like fifteen seconds um, and and then she also did a ten step even though it wasn't something that was clear a clear quote resentment and just listening to her and and being honored to hear the process we both marveled afterwards of how it it relieved what was happening for her and, and my time was happening for me. Thank you so much, Kelly. Um, and with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Carolyn. Next up is Fran R., and then we'll be opening up for some more shares. Good morning, Fran. Good morning, Kelly, and good morning, all fellows. I'm Fran R. from California, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And the last little phrase really, really, really struck me. Join us on the high road to a new freedom. And uh, I looked up the phrase. I know what it means because I was, I was, uh, this phrase was mentioned a lot in my childhood. But it means to follow the course of action which is the most moral or correct and which is least likely to harm or upset other people. And and it made me kind of laugh because um, as a child, there are five of us kids, and my Scottish grandma, she had 32 grandchildren, and when we got together just in small groups or large, and there was a lot of controversy, um, especially with a couple of us just arguing, not letting go of something, um, grandma would just stop and say, take the high road. Just take the high road. And we all knew what that meant. It's like, do the right thing. Knock it off. You know, take the high road and walk away by yourself up there. But we join others on the high road. And I love it. And and the phrase and the definition, it's just part of our principles. We treat others the way we want to be treated and in our fellowship and out in the world. And um, so I send all my love to all the all the fellows, and thank you, Kelly, again. And um, I'm Fran R. in California, and I pass. Well, thank you so much, Fran. Okay, guys, here we're here's where we are. We're finishing up the forward to the second edition. We're on uh, page XX, fourth paragraph at the bottom page. At present, our membership, we're reading through to join us on the high road to a new freedom. So if you have not shared in the last three days, you didn't share Tuesday or Wednesday, we would love to hear from you. Give me your first name and initial of your last. Lynn Patricia S. C. from New Jersey. 
Shanna C. Lynn and Patricia and Shanna. Lindsay P. from New York. Lindsay. Penny C. Julie Penny. from Colorado. Julie. Freya H. Freya. Cheryl from Massachusetts. Cheryl? Yes. Okay. Here's who I have. I think it was Lynn asked Patricia, Shanna, Lindsay, Penny, Julie, Freya, and Cheryl. And I didn't get all the initials because I was writing so fast. <laughs> so, all right, everybody, uh, star one to mute again, and we'll get started with Lynn. And then followed by Patricia, if you can give me the initial of your last name and where you're calling from. Lynn, did I hear you? Yep. Hi, Kelly. Thanks. I was trying to (laughs) mute. Good morning, Vision. Lynn S., Recovered Compulsible Reader in Toronto, Canada. When I was listening to this paragraph being read, I thought, wow, it sounds just like, you know, a vision for you, the last two paragraphs, how moving. And then I went, hey, wait a second, Lynn. This is the forward to the second edition. This wasn't written. I'm, I'm going to say it, written by God through Bill. This is the forward to the second edition. And I said, well, it touches my heart just like a vision for you. The last two paragraphs we read every day touches my heart. And I just, when I'm so moved by something like that, I, I, I can't even articulate the feeling, but my heart just opens up. And it brought to mind three particular events in my life. The first one was when I came into OA, May the 9th, 1989. The second one was 10 years ago when I could not get out of relapse to save my life. And I tried so hard, so hard to get it back, and I couldn't. And I remember going to God and saying, you know, I don't know what's going to become of me. I have tried and tried, and I cannot do it. And God lifted me up and out. And six months ago, I found myself yet again in a relapse. And this wasn't my plan to recover. I had a totally different plan. But again, you know, when I thought there was no answer for me, here there was one. And I have found a new freedom in this book. A new... It's amazing to me how my eyes have been opened to this wonderful way of life that I was like a stone skipping across the surface at the end I was missing it all and here it's been God has lifted me up and out thank you for my search and rescue mission that he he put out for me and I'm just I am just so in awe of this amazing book Yes, I have begun to found one, and I can't wait to continue to live on this high road to a new freedom that I'm finding in these pages. And with that, I'll pass. 
Thank you so much, Lynn S. Next up, Patricia, followed by Shanna C. Patricia, can I get the initial of your last name, where you're calling from? Yes, good morning. This is Patricia C. from New Jersey. Um, Yes, the freedom is is really just unbelievable. Um, And thinking about all the people that are suffering, and I'm 71, and I've been suffering since I'm about 50. Um, That's when the addiction started for me. And I always thought that the freedom would come in the diets, that I would just go on a diet, I would lose weight, and everything would be okay. Um, No. It's, I'm going to cry. It's OA that has given me the freedom because I was so held captive by the food, and I just never looked at it like that, that it was literally holding me captive. Um, It was holding me captive even in, in some of my relationships and some of my fears, um, the letting go has been just such a wonderful, wonderful experience. And um, I've been in this for a little over a year now, and um, the freedom is just is just so amazing, and it's it's worked so well for me. The book is absolutely wonderful. The steps, the fellowship, um, the reaching out to people, people reaching out to me. And, and there's, there's people in my life that I know could just so benefit from this program itself, but um, all in due time. And when the timing's right, I will reach out to someone, um, a few people that are close to me that I know could really, could really benefit. Um, and I am just thankful for your service and for everyone that's here today and their shares. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Patricia C. Next up is Shanna C. followed by Lindsay P. Good morning, Shanna. Good morning. This is Shanna C., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater Through God's Grace uh, from Tennessee. Um, oh, man, I'm just reminded again with this paragraph. Uh, you know, just the, there's so much hope and there's so much, you know, it's just a stark reminder that in all probability we shall never be able to touch more than a fair fraction of the alcohol problem and all its ramifications. It says, upon the therapy for the alcoholic himself, we surely know monopoly. Yet, it is our great hope that those who have, as of yet, found no answer may begin to find one in the pages of this book and will presently join us on the high road to a new freedom. I love that paragraph and especially that last sentence where it talks about the intentions, you know, the heart behind the reason for writing this book is the people who wrote this book and are sharing their experience and have allowed their dark past to become their greatest asset because with it is help avert death and misery for, for others. And that's how they stay abstinent, sober. They save their own lives by being willing to carry a message of hope to those who still suffer. Um, and, you know, the humility that comes when they say, you know, we have no monopoly. They basically have an experience. They have their own experience and experience that worked for them. You know, and sometimes in working with people, I get to the point where I'm like, you know, this is all I have. But it's everything I have, and it saved my life. But yet there are people that won't take it. And that's not for me to decide who, and I don't know. All I know is I can give, and that's all I need. That's all that's required of me is to show up share my experience, do the best I can, because I was told by my sponsor, none of us show up and do this thing perfectly, really. You know, and the cool thing is, is, 
you know, that's all I got to do. Um, <clears throat> and I, I just am so grateful because there are people, I mean, let's just face it. There are pe- I have known personally people who have had all kinds of different problems that may not join this program or any other 12-step program, but are able to walk away and get whatever spiritual experience they need to help them. Um, but I know that I've tried everything in my own power and I've tried multiple, multiple, multiple things other than spiritual and, and the 12 steps that, you know, in my experience have not worked, but this has for, it's been the grace of God that has kept me abstinent. It has been the support of my fellows that enable me to have a fellowship of people who truly understand what I'll go through when that mind, that, that, that compulsive overeating mind starts to mess with me and I can share that and people get it I'm not alone in the world anymore and the fact that I get to be that for someone else today gives my life purpose a reason to wake up every day when my mind can get so dark and convince me that there's no hope but thankfully this is a day at a time and thankful that um those defects time daily thank you so much and um grateful to be abstinent recovered today and thank you all for your service. That's all I have. Thank you, Shanna C. Next up is Lindsay P., followed by Penny C. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can. Oh, good. Good morning, everyone. Lindsay P. from New York. Oh, boy, this, that highway to freedom, that freedom word, it's like it brings up two things for me. One, it brings up that when I'm in this addiction and boy can I really really be in this addiction for years you know um years and years and decades I'm in a complete jail there's no ifs ands or buts about it I am behind the bars of this addiction and the more the further I go into it the further I just keep cranking that key and I just keep getting further and I'm in the jail of my own body that is eroding inside of me, the jail of my isolation, the jail of avoiding other people, the jail of just having food and diets on my mind. And that is the pinnacle of lack of freedom. And so to be able to have a plan of abstinence and to find some freedom in that and to not be killing myself each and every day is a freedom that is so beautiful. But the second thing that came to mind is how my definition of freedom has really changed. I'm not recovered for that long. <laughs> I'm I'm not even through the steps yet. But um, what I can say is even in this short amount of time, I, I used to think freedom was in the number on the scale, the compliments I would receive, or just or just literally not having the food thoughts because I thought I'd go to bed and the next day would be day one and I would never have those food thoughts again and I'd be on the highway to diet and, of course, I'd lose all the weight and fireworks would go off and the red carpet would come out. But now that I am starting to release weight and people are noticing, I'm realizing that my freedom, my definition of freedom has changed. I'm not, I'm not getting that high from compliments. I'm not... That's not where my purpose is. My purpose is meeting with other fellows, learning the steps, leaning into OA, leaning into this fellowship, 
and realizing that I have a whole new set of tools um, and that is freedom for me. If someone is rude, if I deal with a, a conflict during the day, if I have the urge, you know, I have this tool set now and that is actually the freedom. The freedom is not having to live for the approval of others. And like the fact that I am even talking right now shows because I would have never talked on this meeting, but it's like I have freedom of the fear of judgment because I know that God is my final, you know, is the God is who I'm answering to. So not only has, um, have I experienced some freedom, I'm actually experiencing a different kind of freedom that is so much more valuable than the number on the scale or if I get a compliment. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lindsay. All right. Next up is Penny C followed by Julie. Good morning, Penny. Hi, Kelly. This is, yeah, again, Penny C., Recovered Compulsive Reader from the Boston area. Upon therapy for the alcoholic himself, we surely have no monopoly. In other words, we're not the only, you know, I can't, I can't come across with others as this is the only way. There may be other ways, and and, and there are other ways, I'm sure. What I know is that, this is the only way that ever helped me and thousands of other people. The other thing I wanted to say, as soon as I heard that word monopoly, I'm reminded that in working with others, again, Bill W. uses that word monopoly when he says, we have no monopoly on God. We merely have an approach that worked for us. And and that that sentence stands out to me for the first time I heard that because um, I thought I had a monopoly on God. I thought before I came to OA that the God I I knew, but really didn't know, the God of punishment and and um, just was just was the the only God. And anyone else who thought differently, uh, I felt sorry for. Even even thought you know. They, they they weren't going to be saved. Oh, my gosh, when I think about it. And now, with the help of the OA and, and especially the chapter on we agnostics, um, I, I know that we have no monopoly on God. I have no monopoly on God. And um, that's, that's what I consider the biggest gift of the program is that I, I have this open-mindedness to understand and to to honor anyone else's thoughts about what works for them, what ha- what might work for them, and I just point out that I hear on this on this meeting over and over again people who struggled, who considered themselves chronic relapses for decades, and come to this this meeting. And it's not it's not just because it's us vision for you people. It's because we study the big book and we follow the directions and we we thank God for the wisdom that we find in this book that has brought us to the state where where we are today and I'm just gonna end with this. I couldn't be more grateful for the life that I've had for over three and a half decades living the 12-step way of life. And with that, I'll pass. 
Well, thank you so much, Penny C. Next up is Julie, followed by Freya H. Julie, can I get the initial of your last name and where you're calling from? Hi, I'm Julie. I'm recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado. Um, the sentence that grabbed my attention is, so far, upon the total problem of several million actual and potential alcoholics in the world, we have made only a scratch. I'm the scratch. You guys, we are the scratch. I can't even, I often say, like, why am I one of the ones who would found this program? There are so many people out there that have never even heard of OA. I know we have the saying, you know, this is not a program for those who need it. It's not a program for those who want it. It's a program for those who do it. But you have to know about it in order to even do it. And I think of how many, I started when I was around 40. I think I found OA, maybe I was 41 or 42. And I'm so grateful because without this program, I shudder to think of where my life would be, not just in the food and the weight, but possibly still with my, you know, alcoholic abusive ex-husband. I mean, all the things that go along with how much I've grown in this program. One of the biggest gifts I've received from working the steps is that I love myself today. And when I first came into program, I hated myself. I used to wake up and think of like, please take me out today. You know, I used to dream of like a truck running me over and, um, I never have those thoughts anymore. And I'm just so grateful that I found this. I found it through Al-Anon. You know, I I was in an Al-Anon meeting and they were inviting other people to speak. Julie, we lost you. Julie, star one. All right, let's move on. Freya H., are you there? Good morning, it's Freya H. I'm in Colorado. Uh, Thank you so much, Emerald. Recovered uh, compulsive eater, bulimic restrictor. Thanks, everybody, for your shares. Such rich stuff. I love that there's a place that I can come to, like, geek out on this book with you guys. And listening to the other shares, the thought that came to mind is, well, one of the thoughts is, is how in my addict state, like, the addict in me does not want to hear that we've only made a scratch. Like, the going, we just read about all this amazing history and how this book came out and it, you know, got all this attention and so many people are recovering. I want to focus on that. Like I want to focus on it's, it's working for everybody. I want that sense of guarantee and like self-satisfaction and like, see, it's working. It's great. And now I don't have to worry. And this is telling me another story. It's saying, actually we have more work to do. And the addict in me doesn't like that. It's like, Ooh, that's uncomfortable. I want to rest on my laurels. I want this program to tell me, I don't want this program to tell me we have no monopoly and we, we're, we don't have the answer for everybody. I want it to tell me we've got everybody's problem solved. It's all good. You know, you can relax and take it easy. And instead it's saying, no, you, if you want to, you know, saying you, you can do this too. 
and then you can join us to continue trudging. You know, just like someone else said, it's like, no, we're on a road. We're, we're not at a destination. And so um, I can, I can feel threatened or and resentful about the fact that our work is never done. Or I could be grateful because my addict delusion is that, oh, when my work is done, then I can relax. And the truth is that never happens. And even if I did somehow uh, get my to-do list done, I wouldn't be able to relax when, you know, I'd always find something else. So it is a beautiful gift, even though it does make me feel uncomfortable to be like, oh, there's more work out there than I could ever do. And it's not up to me to do it. Like this is totally in God's hands. And all that God needs me to do is show up and play the role that he is assigning me just for today, which means I get to work with others and I get to practice these principles in all my affairs. And I get to trust that that is going to contribute in some way to, you know, something good in someone else's life. Like that's my only hope. So I love the humility here. And I love, um, you know, I love that it says, you know, if you if you found something else that's working for you, awesome, keep doing it. But if you're like us and nothing else was working, come try this. You know, just like it's it's an invitation without any obligation. Um, so I will pass with that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Freya H. And next up is Cheryl. Cheryl, can you give me the initial of your last name and where you're calling from? Hi, my name is Cheryl A. And I'm calling from Massachusetts. Um, this is my first um, time um, vision for you uh, meeting. Um, and I want—I am an overeater, and I want to be recovered. Thank you. I'll pass. Well, welcome, Cheryl. Stay on um, for the second half, and we'll get. We would love to get your phone number and welcome you. So glad you're here. Is there anybody else who would like to have a two-minute share on the the last part of that chapter? We got a couple minutes. Hi, this is Matt, Leah, you- California. Who said hi first? Who was that? From California, Lydia. Okay, go. You've got it. Two minutes. Okay, real, real quick. I'll try to be as quick as possible. And thank you for your service. Um, yeah, it talks about um, you know the potential alcoholic, and then on page thirty-nine of the big book, it it defines that a little bit more. Certain people, you know, can be able to moderate or stop on their own because their bodies have not been as damaged as ours were. But actually the potential alcoholic, with hardly an exception, will be absolutely unable to stop drinking on the basis of self-knowledge. And that for me is very important because it brings home the fact that, you know, I can have all, all the things in my head, but it's that spiritual awakening that comes from working the steps and, and it's not one and done. Um, and someone else said it, I believe yesterday that it's for me, the key is making that decision and it's, you know, moment by moment, step by step or um, yeah. And, and bite by bite, you know, so um, it's, it's, it's simple. It's not easy. It's that surrender and, and yeah, 
it, it's, but it's great. And, um, and I'm thankful for the program and I'm thankful for everyone on this line and for sharing all the strength and hope. So thank you. I pass. Well, perfect timing because really you just had a minute and a half. So that was actually perfect. So, all right, guys, let's see. Somebody needs to press star one that's not muted and some background noise. Make sure your phones are muted. Thank you. All right, so thanks to everybody who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following our closing. And if you're a newcomer, hang out. We'd love to hear you, get your number and name. The share ID for today's meeting, December 14, 2023, is 2,938. That's 20938. So we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Mar- uh, Marzi, will you read a vision for you for us? I will. Thanks, Kelly, for your service. More as you recovered in Virginia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.